You're listening to Different Things Can Be Sad. Welcome to Different Things Can Be Sad, where it's cool to care about the queen and queen. I'm Yasmin Lomax. And I'm Micah Hahn. And we are the hosts of this podcast, which is your monthly dose of politics and pop culture goodness. Because Mm -hmm. I guess, unlike our name, we do focus on things that are not just sad. They are a whole host of feelings. But before we get into the politics and pop culture meaty side of things for this month, we need to tell you about our December. Mm -hmm. And I think our December is a very good (laughs) way to phrase that. Uh, yeah, I um, made it down to New York, and Yasmin was also in New York because she lives there now. Um, I do, I and we do. went on many, many adventures. We did. I think the best way to capture the feeling of our reunion in New York, which we have been hyping up for mm-hmm. months, if not years, um, is with the following clip. Okay, Micah, where are we? In a bar. In Max Fifth. No, like what city? Oh, oh, in New York City. Together. Here we are. Good content. Good content. Um, so instead of doing normal reading, watching, listening this month, we thought we would bring you reading, watching, listening live. Live-ish, um, yeah. And we've, we've got live-ish. some field reporting from our time together in New York where we were mm-hmm. lucky enough to do our watching and listening together. Mm-hmm. No reading. We were lazy on the reading. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> we were lazy on the reading. We were. Um, so let's cut to a little something something that we watched together. Our verdict on the movie Marriage Story. The other day we went to see Marriage Story. Micah, what did you think of it? It was great. There was a dog. Yes, a dog sat in the row in front of us and we were very distracted. Um, so I don't know if he got the full effect of the movie due to the distraction of the dog in a theater. But other, oh, otherwise, what were your thoughts? It was beautiful. Tell me more. Uh, it's about a marriage and a divorce, and there's a very cute kid. It was a great movie. But, like, I don't mean to be rude. The kid was kind of, like, the source of all their problems, right? Like, if they... If, the, the, the conclusion to the movie is don't have kids if you want to have a divorce. I mean, that was mine. Like, if they never had the kid, the divorce would have been, like, quick and cheap. Yeah, right? Yeah. But, like, they spent all their money and, like, had, like, mental breakdowns and had to, like, upheave their lives just because of the kid. It's, yeah, don't have kids. That's the conclusion to that. I was going to say, like, don't get married. But then on the subway on the way home, I saw that Emma Stone got engaged. And it was like the universe was like, marriage is real and alive and good. So in listening, we went and saw two concerts together while I was in New York. Um, and we will let On Location, Mike and Yasmin, tell you what we listened to. Yes, our very first one, Canadian singer Leif Vollenbeck, who Micah has talked about on here previously, so it remains on brand. Okay, Micah, what did you think of the concert? It was fun. There was a cool tall guy beside us. There was a tool. Cool? A tool. A tool. There was a tool. There was a cool tall guy, and Leaf was just really fun. Yeah, it was super fun. Yeah, it was just very chill. He had he was a very nice stage manner. 
Yes. He was very kind to the audience. Very kind. He really, really liked New Yorkers. He appreciated being there, I think. Yes. He thought we sounded like a gospel choir. Yes. And he um, he said he didn't know what grapefruit was in English. In English. He said, what's the word for pomp the moose? And then everyone yelled, grapefruit. grapefruit. Yeah, that's pretty funny. That was a good show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. Good times. Cool. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and we also saw a Joe, aka Joe Keery, aka Steve Harrington, aka Daddy Steve show together. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, another bit of reading, watching, listening. We are going to go listen to something else. Michael, to get another concert. Yes, we're who are we going to go see? Daddy, Daddy Steve. Daddy, Daddy Steve. I like that. We should definitely call him that. But yes, we are going to go see him. So uh, we will hopefully report back in an hour and a half-ish. Okay, Micah, what did you think of that uh, Joe show? It was fun. I had a really good time. Yeah. I did not like that he wore a wig the whole time. Yeah, they all wore matching jumpsuits and wigs. And glasses. Uh, Yeah. But, like, the thing about him is that he has great hair, so it's a little weird that he wore a wig the the hair. Didn't like that, and I got sent that abusively multiple times. This is true. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, great show. That one song that everyone loves, Roddy, banger. Banger. But then they played it, and then and when it dropped, they oh, paused they pranked, and pranked us. us. Yeah, was that great. was fun. I liked that. Got a little bit, of, a little bit of pranking. It was a good time. Good show. Yeah. Um, and so that was watching and listening. From New York. So this month in politics, we are back in the studio, aka our bedrooms. Um, <laughs> in different countries. In different countries. Um, yes. To bring you uh, the politics uh, segment of the podcast. This month, we're doing a little bit more pop culture politics. Um, as we've seen in previous episodes, pop culture and politics often come together. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure many of you were paying attention to uh, J.K. Rowling this month and her um, tweet that caused a huge amount of backlash. So we're going to talk about a little bit, talk about the politics behind um, her tweet and generally um, what's happening with transgender people in the UK right now. So what did JK Rowling tweet? If you missed it. Um, Lucky for you, if you missed it, because this has not been a fun time for anyone. It has not been. Um, so I'm going to read you the tweet because I think knowing exactly what she said is important. So she mm-hmm. tweeted, dress however you please, call yourself whatever you like, sleep with any consenting adult who will have you, live your best life in peace and security, but force women out of their jobs for stating that sex is real, hashtag I stand with Maya, hashtag this is not a drill. So this tweet is kind of vague um, in that it doesn't totally tell us what was actually happening but yeah i think if you like don't know what the story is it yes. could almost be seen as something positive and i think mm-hmm. that's why there was a bit of confusion with other people like retweeting it because they didn't understand that once you know the story none of those sentences are are nice things to say yes um so who's maya why are people upset about all of this um we will let you know in case you missed it so mm-hmm. 
Maya is Maya Forstater. Um, she is a um, woman who works in the very exciting field of taxes um, for the Center for Global Development. And in March, she failed to have her contract renewed. And she claims this was because of discrimination. So why did the Center for Global Development not renew her contract? Um because they decide not to, and that's within their rights, according to a judge. But she says it's because they were um, against certain tweets that she had put out. So she spent the months leading up to March of 2019 tweeting against the Gender Recognition Act, which we'll get into a little bit more, and we'll tell you about what the Gender Recognition Act is. But basically, mm -hmm. between all of these tweets that were um, anti-trans, including things saying stuff like men cannot change into women. Um, a bunch of her colleagues reported feeling very uncomfortable about her being in the workplace, given that she was tweeting these things. And so her contract wasn't renewed. Um, when her contract was failed to be renewed, she decided to take the Center for Global Development to the employment court. Um, she argued that um, the tweets she was tweeting and that her belief that you couldn't change sex was a protected belief. And if she had won her trial, she would have been allowed to sue the center. Um, however, she didn't win the trial. What is a protected belief? So you're allowed to um, have certain beliefs. So say like your religious beliefs, you're allowed to have. Um, those are protected by law and you can't be okay. fired for believing in God. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Um, okay. So she argued that this belief that sex was unchangeable was a protected belief. Um, the judge deemed that her views did not have the protected characteristics of philosophical beliefs um, and very harshly criticized what she had been doing. The judge said, I conclude from the totality of the evidence that Forstater is absolutist in her view of sex and and it is a core component of her belief that she will refer to a person by the sex she considered appropriate, even if it violates their dignity and or creates an intimidating, hostile, degrading, humiliating, or offensive environment. The approach is not worthy of respect in a democratic society. So because of this, her belief was not protected. Wow, came down hard. Yeah, I know, right? The court um, was able, said that she couldn't sue um, the Center for um, Global Development. Um, so I think what we need to understand this a little bit more is to clarify the difference between sex and gender. So Forstater and Rowling are both seem to be arguing that a person can change their gender and that's fine. Um, Rowling says that you can dress however you want, um, but you're not allowed to change your sex. That is the argument they're putting forward. But in reality, what they're vocalizing has much more to do with gender than it has to do with sex, even if they're using the word sex. So when they say men can never be a woman, they're invoking gender terms, not sex terms. So what's the difference between gender and sex? Gender is the social meaning of sex, and sex is biological. So Forstater and Rowling um, claim that, that sex is a thing that cannot be changed, that sex is a status category, static category that you can't encroach upon because you feel a certain way. Um, so one argument against this is that, well, actually, sex isn't a static category. So leading scientists have shown us that sex isn't actually one or the other, that um, 
there's a clear divide, and intersex people are a great example of this. Um, you can have genitals that don't match your hormones, that don't match your outward appearance. And so sex is an empty distinction, and so we can't, it, it's wrong to say that there are only two sexes. Um, and in fact, people who are intersex have been forced to change sexes for centuries. Um, so that's one argument against them. The other is that Rolling, as I said, rolling and forestator are really just referring to gender, which has been protected. And so them saying sex instead of gender is just a Mm -hmm. way to obfuscate what they're um, arguing against. Um, So traditionally, people who come after transgender women um, are often doing so because they believe that it is um, a threat to women's rights. But women's rights aren't about women's biological rights necessarily. They're about the social discrimination that women face as a social class. And that's gender. That has nothing to do with sex. And so trans-exclusionary radical feminists, or TERFs, which is what people have been calling for state enrolling, mm-hmm. um, are excluding yeah. women based on because they don't want them to join the social class of women, not because of some what genitals they have um and they're against things like women trans women getting the right to go into washrooms which has nothing to do with genitals and everything to do with the social interactions we have with each other or with going to women's prisons if they're incarcerated and these are all social things that have nothing to do with biology um and so saying that they're fine with whatever gender you choose but they're against sex as um, being um, something that a person can take up is just not accurately describing their argument. And, like, this is most obviously seen in the fact that they're against the Gender Recognition Act, which isn't about sex whatsoever. It's about gender. As it is named. Um, That would make sense. As it is named. Um, So what is the Gender Recognition Act? Um, So many countries around the world have started to bring in laws that help enshrine the rights of transgender individuals um, and the Gender Recognition Act in Britain is one of those. So it um, allows people experiencing gender dysphoria to change their legal gender. Um, so what? why are we talking about the Gender Recognition Act? It was originally introduced in 2004, which quite a while ago, um, and it allows trans individuals to change their gender by going through an extensive two-year process um, where they have to get a diagnosis of gender dysphoria, they have to go in front of this panel of people and prove that they're transgender, they have to go through all of these steps to get their gender change on their birth certificate. Um, and this is their gender, not their sex, um, because the government uses gender as identifiers, not sex. Um, and in the last couple of years, the um, government has uh, put out surveys of, to the LGBT community, and they found that the Gender Recognition Act of 2004 doesn't actually serve the community well. Right. Um, because you have to go through this extensive process, which is actually quite invasive, mm-hmm. and it yeah, requires absolutely. you to get a diagnosis of gender dysphoria, which is seen as a mental illness, which is basically saying that to be trans is to have a mental illness. Oh, God. Um, so this seems really outdated, and so the government has been going through this process of trying to update the recogni- gender recognition act so it 
actually serves the people it's supposed to be helping. Unfortunately, within this process, a huge amount of backlash has come out. So they opened up public consultation um, last year, and it ended in October 2018. And in this process, people like Maya Forstater have come out vehemently against the Gender Recognition Act, and it's given voice to these group of women who seek to exclude trans women from the category of women. Um, in all of this drama, we haven't actually heard anything about what the updates to the Gender Recognition Act will look like. Um, and so it's kind of been stalled since October 2018, um, which is really unfortunate because it needs to be updated so that trans people can live with much more dignity in the UK than they have right now. Um, yeah, October 2018, it was April. Yeah, ago. I know, that's right? over a year that nothing's been done. That's, um, that's terrible. I feel like the government has been occupied by the B word. Mm. Um, but that isn't an excuse to deny people no dignity that they deserve. So, no, I mean, okay, we have one issue, but you can't let everything else yeah. slide because of that. It's not it's fair at all. So, Hopefully the law will get updated soon. It's this J.K. Rowling's tweet kind of brought it back to the forefront of people's minds because um, yeah. she was Maya Forstater was fired in March, and then the decision only came out around the time that J.K. Rowling tweeted. Um, right, and so maybe now we'll get a little bit more push to kind of update the law, which would be great. So silver lining. Um, so J.K. Rowling tweets. This kind of, this horrible tweet that is kind of camouflaged in these um, obfuscating language of you can do whatever you want. Um, yeah, that's the bit I really don't like about it. Like, especially that line where it's like, sleep with any consenting yeah. adult who'll have you. Mm-hmm. That is so condescending mm-hmm. and degrading. That is a really horrible thing that's as you said, is very obfuscating. Like, it can sound positive if you don't know the mm-hmm. story, but really to say, who, who mm-hmm. have you? And no. That's and the judge thought. found that it wasn't that Maya Forstater um, was just stating that sex is real. It's that she was doing so in a way that degraded mm-hmm. and infringed on the dignity of her fellow colleagues people um yeah and then jk rowling is like okay with that and is endorsing that it really shook the community in some ways it wasn't horribly surprising because jk rowling has said many other things that have been very disappointing for people who love harry potter in the past um yeah i remember there was some things where she'd been liking tweets like this before but you know people a lot of the time when you're liking a tweet people don't know the full context behind it or you know i'm sure there's people who liked this jk rowling tweet before realizing that the story gave it a completely different meaning um apparently Um, she liked an anti-trans tweet like six months ago and one of the um her publicist was like oh it's just an uh, like an old person moment yeah but Mm -hmm. i mean people have been pointing out now that there's um it hasn't just been trans things like when you look at Harry Potter, there's a lot of um, character, like diversity characters that are seen as like tokens or made into complete tropes. Like 
the one Asian character being called Cho Chang, people have a lot of issues with that. Or yeah. the one Jewish character being called Anthony Goldstein. Or the fact the one Irish character's like trait is that he's always around when things are blown up. Um, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things you don't realize as a child, and when you think about it as an adult, you're like, oh, that's... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't like yeah. that. So I think one response that I found really refreshing and um, kind of I found some solace in um, was from Jackson Bird. Jackson Bird is a prominent trans member of the Harry Potter community. So if those of you don't know, um, Harry Potter actually has this amazing online community that sprung up about it, around it that includes music, mm-hmm. which is called Wizard Rock, um, but also like these huge charities that have raised millions of dollars to um help people around the world um they've done they organize book drives they've convinced um the makers of like of chocolate frogs to make them with ethical chocolate fair trade chocolate but so there's this huge community of wonderful people and jackson bird is a really important part of that and he had the opportunity to write um an opinion piece for the new york times and i'll read you some of that because i think it's great um, in speaking of the Harry Potter community, he says, it was this community of loving, passionate people who accepted me with open arms when I came out as transgender at the age of 25. While I was nervous about coming out to some relatives and acquaintances, I never doubted that the Harry Potter fan community would accept me for who I was. After all, we adhered to the values we learned from the books about being yourself, loving those who are different from you, and sticking up for the underdog. Um, so this disparity between kind of the morals of the book um and jk rowling herself i think has brought a lot of people a huge sadness um and he goes on to say Mm. jk rowling's latest opinions Mm. as much as they might sting can take the magic can't take the magic away from me i can only hope that she takes this opportunity to practice some of the same values she taught us and listens to trans fans of, of her books let us tell you about our lives how we got here and even the world you how the world you created saved many of us we're ready to have a conversation with you if you are send us an owl that is a very um generous thing to write they are being very kind um there and definitely the bigger person in in the situation so we'll send you we'll link the uh rest of the article um in the description uh if you want to read i definitely recommend um the harry potter community is one that is so incredibly kind um and it's so sad to see jk rowling step away from that kindness um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but maybe in a silver lining she will change her ways or even if she doesn't hopefully the gender recognition act will get the much needed update updates um that have kind of been stalled recently and hopefully this will bring public attention to it again Tis the season to be jolly and share some of your major life events on Instagram, so it seems. Um, as you've been relaxing these holidays, I'm sure you've noticed yourself or seen a joke on Twitter that uh, seemingly everyone from your hometown is going through a breakup, getting engaged, or announcing a pregnancy mm-hmm. right about now. 
Well, it is the same story for the stars, so I thought it would be a good idea to present a roundup of major end-of-year celebrity news and provide a little insight on why we're all going through the same thing this time of year. So, I thought I would start out with the breakups because we should get the sad ones out of the way. Um, Although, I don't believe that breakups are inherently a bad thing. I think if a relationship wasn't working, ending it's the best Mm -hmm. thing that that can happen. And at this time of year, you get to go into 2020 with a fresh start. So, I started to think about the end of your breakup trend when I saw Zoe Foster Blake post about it on Instagram. And if you're not Australian, you might not know Zoe. Do you know? Do you know Zoe? No, Micah. I don't think so. Oh my! Get on it. So she is an Australian businesswoman. Her skincare line go to is in Sephora in the U.S. now, actually. So there's that. Um, And she's probably most famously a writer. Um, She started off as a beauty columnist and then has moved into fiction and nonfiction work. Uh, she co-wrote a book called Textbook Romance with her friend Hamish Blake, and they ended up getting married um, after writing the book together and having two very cute kids. He is one of the most uh, famous personalities in Australia. He's a radio host, so they're a bit of a power couple. And I guess that book sort of gives her an authority to speak about matters of the heart, as does her more recent book, which is called love and that obviously discusses love so a few weeks ago she wrote a caption on instagram that read it's december 11 next week which is my husband's birthday our wedding anniversary and according to research the date most breakups occur this grim trend carries through until christmas making the last two weeks of december deeply unfun for many individuals but it's not unusual for people to combust before big events. Holidays, family get-togethers, the idea of spending another year with this person. Life comes into focus. Reassessments are made. People drink too much and get mouthy and truthy. So I think they are some pretty solid reasons why breakups might be occurring in abundance this time of year. And there are some celebrity couples who have crumbled. So to give you the lowdown... There was the breakup of Demi Lovato and Austin Wilson, who, to be honest, I didn't even know they were together, and um, (laughs) he's a baseball player, so I'm not terribly upset about this. I think it's probably, they'll they'll be fine. They'll both be fine. Um, There was also the breakup between Jesse J and Channing Tatum. They were together about a year. They got together soon after his split from his wife, Jenna Dewan, or his his ex-wife now, Jenna Dewan. They were married for about nine years, and they had a daughter together, but she's now pregnant with her new uh, partner's child. So uh, lots of moving on happening in, in their realm. In, I guess, um, with sad news, there was uh, William and Elizabeth, Shatner are filing for divorce. They were married for 18 years. So quite a chunk of time. Together a little less time, Avril Lavigne and Philip Sarafin. He is the son of an Egyptian-American billionaire investor. And they were dating for about two years. In another couple that were married, we have uh, Colin Firth and his wife Livia uh, I'm not going to try and pronounce that Italianish last name. Um, I'm going to call her just Livia because we're tight on a first name. <laughs> uh, 
So they were married for 22 years. And there's a bit of a, a situation there because um, allegedly they had been separated before and she had had an affair with a man who stalked their family. So little unusual situation there uh all very alleged and apparent but there we go um justin hartley from this is us and his wife chrishell stows hartley uh were married for two years but they are getting divorced as well this time of year and then in some news that uh really really broke my heart uh teresa and joe judas from the real housewives of new jersey announced their separation Micah, have you heard of about these guys and their their wild ride the past few years? I've heard a little bit, but not that much. Okay, so basically they were on the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Everything was going fine. But in 2013, they were charged with fraud pretty seriously. And Damn. Teresa actually had to go to jail for 11 months. Like, she went to prison. Um <laughs> And then her husband, Joe, was sentenced to 41 months in prison. And he was recently released and then deported to Italy. Um, Oh, my. So a pretty dramatic. They have four kids together. So it's a pretty dramatic turn of events. And uh, now in the most recent chapter, they have announced their separation. So it has been a wild three years for the family. So I'm I'm quite sad about this news, mm-hmm. which means that I think we should we should move over to <laughs> engagements because it's it's a happier territory. It's nice to know um, that love works out sometimes. So engagements, why are there so many engagements this time of year, or is it even a trend? Um, there's an Atlantic article from a few years ago that quoted some great stats about the spike in engagements at this time of year and aimed to answer the question of why this occurs. So according to the article, 33% of engagements happen between Thanksgiving and New Year's Day. So that is like one third. So one third of people getting engaged are having it in like a six week period, which is insane. Mm -hmm. And jewelers apparently make 36% of their yearly sales from October through December. So, I mean, I'm sure a lot of that is Christmas presents Mm -hmm. as well, but you know rings um so theories why why is this happening the article says it's the season so some theories it is the season's cozy twinkly atmosphere that prompts a dramatic prompts dramatic acts of romance others think it's because men like to pop the question when friends and family are already gathered to better share in the joy other more pragmatic explanations hold that because proposals take a while to plan and pull off a few extra vacation days come in handy mm-hmm. or the Christmas bonuses make buying a $5,000 ring a little bit easier. Damn. And there are some celebrities who, who did just that this <clears throat> time of year. Uh, we had Clayton Snyder, who you may remember as Ethan from Lizzie mm-hmm. McGuire. He popped the question to his now fiance Allegra Edwards on Thanksgiving Day. And then in news that I hope has warmed the hearts <laughs> of millions because it probably it made my day, my week, my month, even my year. My beloved Emma Stone became engaged to SNL writer Dave McCary and he announced the news on December 4th with with an Instagram photo. They both looked very, very happy. She has a beautiful pearl ring 
and mm-hmm. it made me believe in the institution of marriage which the movie marriage story had really really put me off uh we saw that the same day we heard this news and we did what what a roller coaster of emotions that was um mm-hmm. speaking of roller coasters no i don't think there's a good transition between roller coasters and babies <laughs> like speaking of roller coasters and things that shouldn't be on them babies Oh, did I just do it? Oh, <laughs> you have to be this and pregnant women. Yes, you did it. pregnant women and people who are not above 150 centimeters. Um, <laughs> babies. Yes. Okay. So babies aren't really as seasonal as engagements or breakups because, like, you know, humans have to happen all the time. But I guess it might seem like you're seeing a spike in announcements at the moment because maybe, you know, having the family all around is a good way to announce things. And there are lots of like cutesy photo opportunities with, with Christmas on the horizon. You know, people have those like little onesies with like the baby names on them or like future presents or blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, I'm more of a dog person. So, you know, this is not super exciting to me, but anyway, uh, <laughs> so on Thanksgiving day, actor Kellen Lutz, who you'll probably know as Emmett Cullen from Twilight, my beloved Twilight, uh, his wife of two years, Brittany Gonzalez, um, and he announced that they are expecting their first child together. I was pretty excited when Becca Martinez from The Bachelor announced her, uh, she'll be having a second baby with her boyfriend, Grayston Leonard. They actually had a baby, a little girl named Ruth, about nine months ago. So they will be very mm. close in age, which is which is pretty cute. Uh, Felicity Jones, uh, her reps confirmed to People Mag that her and husband Charles Gard are going to be having a little baby. And then, in the final uh, moment of of news for this year, and I guess this segment of the podcast, former WWE star Stacy Keebler. Who, I don't know, you might remember when she dated George Clooney for a long time. Her and her tech entrepreneur husband, Jared Pobre, are expecting their third child together in May. So, lots of breakups, but lots of engagements, lots of babies. And uh, basically, everyone is finishing out the year with a bang. Alrighty then, that is it for another episode of Different Things Can Be Sad and another year. Very mm-hmm. exciting. Um, what are your plans for 2020, Micah? 2020. Do you have any resolutions? Uh, my resolution is to read more so I can once again contribute to reading, watching, and listening. Um, Do you have a number of books you would like to read in 2020? I did. I um, To continue on with our little women obsession, um, which... We didn't get a chance to talk about this episode, but we did talk about before recording this episode. Um, I will definitely be reading Little Women. We love the Little Women movie. Yes, it's basically. wonderful. But I will be reading Little Women. Okay. Um, I will be reading other things as well. It'll be good. What about you? Any 2020 resolutions? Um, okay. So 2020 resolutions. What are mine? Um, I want to go to the gym lots i am hoping to learn icelandic because my friend gifted me a copy of twilight in icelandic for christmas and i think it would be good if i could read it um and icelandic is a big one um 
I'd like to mm-hmm. write more. I think I need to write more in Good 2020. Goal. And of course, we want another reunion in 2020. Yes, it'll happen. For sure. For sure. Anyway, until until 2020, you guys. See you Bye. next decade. Bye. Hi, friends. <laughs> That's John. Um, That's a subway. That's a subway. This is my cameo. <laughs> I finally made it on. I'm so excited.